insult Mr. Penguin. A penguin is a bird that cannot fly. I am a man. I have a name. Oswald Cobblepot. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Awkward even before bat nipples. Yeah. It's not a Danny DeVito call, is that what you're saying? Because apparently that's what I'm in the mood for tonight is skipping over things. Primarily Andrew. Saved by kitty litter. But I was like seven, so I was like, <laughs> saved by kitty litter. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. (laughs) Uh, You know, of of the Christopher Walken impressions I've heard in my life, that wasn't the worst. Awesome. Yeah, see? Yeah, I knew knew exactly what you were doing, and uh, yeah, it it was great. This is episode 374. Tonight, we're talking about Batman Returns. He has returned to do the stuff. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is, well, I guess not Andrew, is Sam, the inventor yes. of the penguin radar vector. Don't, don't we all have that, by the way? I mean, it's in my car. It's in my Jeep. Just so <laughs> I, I don't, it's always going just to make sure I don't run over any penguins while I'm driving downtown Charlotte. Right. Yeah. So, so Sean, yeah. If uh, if I wanted to to kill you in an unusual way, I would certainly not throw you off buildings because apparently people live uh, way too many times jumping through windows and falling off tall places. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. mean, there's. Yeah, yeah. Building dropping uh, is is not not uh, fatal in this world. <laughs> not at all. It's a weird thing to say, but yeah. And making her triumphant return, her own return, Lauren returns, is joining <laughs> us tonight is Lauren. There's nothing cuter than a penguin with a rocket strapped to its back from the Beard Owl podcast. <laughs> Hello. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that you associated me with the penguins with the rockets strapped to their back because <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Well, I, I I toyed. So we were supposed to have Andrew, and he's not here. We're not sure what's happened. We hope he's okay. Legit. We're not sure, but I'm sure it's fine. It's the end of the semester. He's working on his master's. He's moving into a new place. Life is insane for Andrew. But his middle name was going to be Andrew Holy Sexual Innuendo Batman. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> it was so weird. It's so weird. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I, there's, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I yes. had forgotten how Same. many sex jokes and dick jokes and inappropriate touching and oh my god I don't, licking and licking of faces <laughs> licking <laughs> yes uh and um yeah i don't know if tim burton or the guy what wrote this was just channeling his inner 13 year old horny boy but good lord <laughs> oh my god no no seriously i i actually was having a conversation with my brother uh earlier today uh because we watched this a lot as kids it was one of our favorite movies to watch yeah. which we can get into as as we talk this yeah. e- uh you know this evening but i said dude 
there were way more like sex jokes than <laughs> I remember being in this movie. They must have gone over my head, and I'm just and he was like, ha ha ha, yeah, like, okay, <laughs> did, did I just miss it? Like with the, you know, the glitz and glam and the the Gothamness of the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about it more. I think, but I I completely. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. The last time I sat and probably watched this movie intentionally was, I don't know. It's been 20 years easily. It's probably been since college. I think maybe maybe high school. I don't. I can't think of a time that I've sat and watched it anytime recently. What about either one of you? It's been a while for me. Um, it might even be in nineties. The last time I saw this thing, they don't, they don't show it a lot on TV. So, well, not you know, now. It, yeah. They certainly, it felt like they did a lot a long time ago, but you're not, you're not wrong. It does feel like, I mean, this, yeah. this does kind of feel like Saturday afternoon, uh, WGN kind of movie, right? Right. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like the last time I saw it was probably last year around Christmas time. I think it came on one of the you know, one of the like the weird TV channels in the middle of the day, just like you were saying. It was just like on in the middle of the day. I I didn't catch the whole thing and it was just on in the background, so I didn't really sit and watch it. It was just like, Oh, I know this. This is okay, you know, and I just I just kinda left it on and let it go. Mm-hmm. But Last night, in advance of this, was the first time I probably sat down and intentionally watched it in very similarly at least 20 years. Yeah. So, it was something. Right? <laughs> it was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around what to do now because... Um, because, frankly, as, we're, as you were talking, Lauren... Uh, Andrew texted me and said, holy crap, I forgot it was Wednesday. So, um, let him swoop in. He'll be yeah, here. He'll, swoop in. he'll be here in a minute. So I'll, I'll let him give a chance to kind of sort himself out. Cause he literally just said, I just walked in the door. So we're going to give him a chance to, to, to go in and no, I'm not editing any of this shit out. So <laughs> we're just going to kind of chat here for a second before we As do the read. Shouldn't. Oh gosh, no! This is this is great. In fact, he's still going to get his. Oh yeah, he's going to get his his middle name by God because I wrote it. Yeah, um, and it's worthy. I think of of mentioning again. Um. So so this is part two of our not Christmas Christmas movie uh, um, month that we're doing uh, all December long, and I was probably the most excited about this one. For two reasons. One, because it's Batman, and I like talking about Batman. And we've already done the first Batman, so it was kind of neat that we got to do another one. Uh, and second, this is probably the weirdest of the four that we're doing. And, right, I think that's kind of fair to say. And I thought this one's probably going to give us the most you know, to talk about, just because, one, I think it's 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 very beloved, and I think we're gonna piss some people off tonight. I'm not gonna lie. I think we are. Oh, oh no, you think so? I, I do because we've already gotten at least one Twitter comment that this is their favorite Tim Burton movie, or it's oh. like their favorite Batman or whatever. Something. Oh my tells god! Me they haven't they haven't watched it in a while. That's all I gotta say. Uh uh no. Okay, 
are we going to piss me off? <laughs> I don't know. Is that know. is that what's happening? I don't know. Be- because uh, I mean, I don't care if it's like t- weird or terrible in its way. Um, this will is and w- this is and will forever be the Batman movie that that holds the dearest place in my heart. Okay, for a variety of reasons. Um, so don't crap on it too hard. Well, oh God, I, I'll just okay. I, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. No, no, no. I, I do want to preface it with this again. I'm not trying to spare your feelings. If it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie, and we're going to talk about it. But like, <laughs> no. But here's the thing. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying I like this movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Right, and I think that's the distinction that we need to make here. It's because um, when people love a thing, sometimes they have a hard time acknowledging its flaws. Right. So, um, you know, like, like Sam loves Jurassic Park. It's Sam's favorite movie yep. of all time. And even Sam can admit that the Unix system is stupid. Like, that scene is bad. But in an otherwise perfect film, it, no, it doesn't really matter. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. so all I'm saying is, is that if you unabashedly, is that a right word? Uh, love this movie, that's fine. And I'm not saying I'm here to make to completely tear down the movie. I'm just saying that this movie's got some problems. Um, oh, it absolutely, it absolutely does. And I mean, while yeah. we're waiting, I don't know if I'm going to like preemptively derail any talking points, but oh my God, sidebar, I've had a tickle in my throat the entire day. So you're fine. <laughs> just, just down it with some liquids. Yeah. Just, just shotgun that beer. You're good. She is drinking a beer tonight. This is Lauren from the Beard Out podcast. She does have a lovely yep. beer there. She's going to consume. We'll just talk. It's fine. Look, I, I had a full-blown cold during our um, Star Wars month, and there were multiple times where the guys would have to just kind of vamp over, you know, while I'm talking, while I'm, tra- while I'm supposed to be talking. So, you know, it's fun when you're the host and can't talk because you're coughing. So you're fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know that is terrible, and it's weird. Like I'm not sick or anything. I think I I must have breathed something somewhere at some point. I don't know, but anyway, it's that, yeah. that Florida air. You, you probably inhaled a mosquito the size of a bird or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean at at least the size of a bird. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no, but I guess where I would what I was trying to say was before I you know succumbed to this giant bird size tickle in my throat <laughs> was that I feel like. This particular Batman movie gives me very, like, serious, like, 60s Batman vibes yeah. Um, yeah. in a lot of ways. And, I, again, I know we're probably going to get there. No, it's fine. Um, at it's some fine. point. Yeah. But, like, the one-liners and just how things are silly. I mean, it's darker. It's clearly way darker. But it's mm-hmm. the, it gives me that same silliness that, like you can't not put on Batman. Like there's an inherent silliness to Batman that I feel like has definitely gotten sucked out in recent years, which <laughs> makes me mad because the, the, the film and TV version of Batman has been silly since the sixties. And I'm fine with gritty stuff. I'm fine with stuff being dark, but 
there's such a thing as too dark and too gritty. And I feel like what happened with Batman Returns was an almost perfect balance of you've got this super dark aesthetic with this goofy thing that Batman has kind of always been. And it it lives in perfect harmony as far as I'm concerned. It's just like this to me in spite of its flaws or maybe because of its flaws is almost what Batman should be because Batman himself is not inherently flawless. And I think this particular movie could be the perfect version of Batman. And I realize that I'm saying a lot and people are going to come at me for that, but I don't care. I'm like (laughs) proselytizing right now and that's okay. But I love this movie so much it has like three colors right black white and red there's three colors in the mo- in this movie and that's all there is and, and a and, little bit of blue which is um his the penguin blood right it's, it's blue right or it, something well know, yellow you've got yellow lots of yellow in the in the duck and... oh there's yellow in the duck yeah 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 but i mean okay it's black and white and primary colors primary colors yeah you'd say primary yep I okay, that. so I mean, because that's it. That's it. Because like when I, if if somebody says the phrase "Batman Returns" to me, in my head I see Catwoman, and I see the black suit, the white face, and the red lip. Like that is this movie to me. Sure. Aesthetically, in color, in colors. I'm talking with my hands, but your audience can't see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, you you cannot fault the look of the movie. I, 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 I that was going to be part of my thing too, where the look is gorgeous in this movie. It just really is. It's that Tim Burton, but it isn't total Tim Burton to where it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta explain before we keep going. So Andrew has just joined us wearing a Batman mask. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, oh hey my man. gosh yeah so i totally forgot what day of the week it was and uh <laughs> i had not looked at my text at all <laughs> like we've already started the show cool all right i'm here yeah so andrew joining us tonight is uh <laughs> andrew holy sexual innuendo batman jimison <laughs> yeah but i tried that whole mistletoe thing how'd it go Totally true. Yeah, it it kills you yeah. when you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to go uh, to go technical, Andrew. But I can hardly hear you. Can you give me any more? Either uh, are we there yet? We're getting close. There you go. Yeah, I know right. Batman talks softly and kind of gravelly, but <laughs> I mean it's po- it, it's podcast. It's, like it's semi hard. Semi hard <laughs> to hear you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 that was a reference to this film. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. It was. Oh yeah. Um which again, a reference that I would never have gotten before and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he just made a erection joke." <laughs> I clutched my proverbial pearls yeah. multiple times upon my rewatch of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to ask being being a, a woman that you are, um did did it weird you out to hear Danny DeVito say, "Ah, oh, that's the pussy I'm looking for"? No, oh because my gosh. Uh, 
No, not at all. And I will tell you why. Um, because I watch a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so nothing <laughs> coming out of Danny DeVito's mouth is going to throw me for a loop ever. All he needed was some rum ham. Rum ham! Uh, <laughs> that's my toe knife. That's my toe knife. Um <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. I do too. Um, it's one of my absolute favorite shows, and you know, I just want to be clean, and it's the best show. Uh, anyway, no, that line coming out of Danny DeVito's mouth did not throw me for a loop again because seeing it in the context of this full film and knowing the kind of joke they were co- trying to make. It felt very much like a pushy galore kind of joke. And I got it in that in that sense. Like, she's literally a cat. Like, how are you not going to make a pussy joke? Like, if you didn't, <laughs> like, shame on you. I would make a pussy joke. No, I, yeah, again, the, the joke isn't uh, uh, certainly mis, um, uh, misappropriated. It just took me for, it just took me, caught me off guard. Me too. Yeah. You know, me just because it's just... Well, it's and it's part of the well, part of the issues with this movie is is this a an adult comic book movie or is this a kid comic book well, movie? Can, can I throw in my five word review here because I think it fits? Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but oh, you haven't. We haven't oh, done any. Oh, of no, these, so. no, yeah, we just kind of. Oh, you're you're just fiddle farting. We've been vamping. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. or vamping. That's what the professionals call. I say fiddle fart. <laughs> fiddle fart sounds fine too. <laughs> um. I mean, I guess Sam, if you want to go ahead and do your five word, or, or, or how sure, do you want to I've do got I've got two, um, and the the first one is why does this seem weird? <laughs> right, so that would be my my first one. My second one is and, and and I might get some some crap for this is beautifully bad storytelling. Okay, and I just I just felt that especially the Catwoman storytelling didn't feel earned. Yes, she was thrown out a window. Yes, the cats licked her face and brought her back to life and all that sort of stuff. But her whole why she hated Batman felt really forced. Yeah. yeah. Really forced. Yeah. Um, and and it just, I I don't know if I just expect more out of my comic book movies and, and the stories nowadays that we're getting, especially from Marvel. But it just felt like Batman was neutered in this one. It felt like he wasn't the same strength and wasn't the same um, superhero, super well, a hero that he was in the first Batman movie. And I, I didn't quite enjoy that he was having a hard time fighting some of these things. Not to mention, you know, he's fighting the the insane clown posse that wasn't the Joker's, and and is having trouble with them. And mm. it just seemed really strange to me. That, uh, you know, they're even able to break into the Batmobile was seemingly easy that I just, it took, it took me out of it this time around. And I think that's where I have the problem where, you know, is this a, a rated R going after adults, having the innuendos, having the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the fun adult humor type movie, or is this going after the kids to sell toys and to, you know, show kind of a fun comic book movie. And I think, I think Burton did it right in the first one. And I think he kind of fell short in this one. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I will. The one thing I'll say about the henchmen that he fights, uh, it didn't feel like he had a hard time with them because it, it all of them felt. See, to me, it they all felt like one punch bad guys. He yeah. punches one guy and they go down. He punches another guy. He just you know like one guy shows up, he throws him. He Wilhelm screams, he's gone. Right? Yeah. Like I don't know the 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 problem is is that. Like like in the first Batman, there was a sub boss, right? And in this in that case, it was that real big, strong black man that he had to fight on the in the tower, and that Batman got his butt kicked, right? Yeah. Because fighting the Joker is not a it's not a a challenge, because it's all about you know the the mental game with the Joker. Whereas in this movie, the sub boss is the Catwoman. Like who's the sub boss, right? Because there's no fight. I mean, the fight against the, the Penguin dog. takes three seconds. I'm still not yeah. sure why the penguin died, and and Max, Max Shrek is kind of more of the villain than anyone else in the movie. I mean, I know that the penguin was going to kill every child in the city, but Max Shrek was willing to poison everyone with his toxic waste too, so he kind of sucks as well. So, well, and and I think the whole penguin character was just oddly directed because we had the Joker in the first movie. And it felt like the penguin was a sillier Joker in this. It just didn't feel like he was his own villain. It felt like a a, a mirror version, a copycat of what uh, of uh, Jack uh, what's his name Jack did in the first one. All right, I you I know, think I think he probably had his own take on it personally. I think it was different it was too and, much. Different too up. Much. He, he was very over the top, but everything in this movie is over the top. Right, I mean yeah. every well, every comic book. It's a comic book movie. It's a '90s comic book movie, right? I mean, yeah. they're they're all over the top. I mean, the the parts that <laughs> that made my my wife laugh because she hasn't seen this probably since high school is was all of the Michael Keaton uh, poses that he would do. So, like at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, when the bat signal is reflected off the mirrors into his <laughs> living room, like. He's such a, a a trope of himself that he's the he's a brooding teenager, right? He's gonna sit. I'm just gonna sit in my room in the dark, and hopefully someone calls me. And then when the light comes in, he stands up and he puffs out his chest and he looks into the light, all hero like. Like <laughs> he did that two or three times where he just he just stands there. It just mm-hmm. uh, it was fine. Lauren, you all right? You, you... I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Uh, 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 no, yeah. I'm I'm just taking this all in. But your face you is getting your... red. I mean, it's you know we're we're we're. <laughs> I from... live in Florida. Oh, okay. That makes I would sense say then. it's more of a rosé. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, Lauren, do you nice. want to do your five word review? Absolutely. Um, my five word review uh, for this is the villains are not villains. Okay. And here's the thing especially on my recent extremely recent rewatch of this movie. Yeah. I I appreciated the setup of how the penguin became the penguin and how Catwoman became Catwoman and they literally did nothing wrong. Okay? Like the penguin was a deformed child that his parents carelessly discarded. Um, and then had all this horrible stuff happen to him. Selena Kyle was a put upon secretary, sorry, assistant, and 
she she couldn't stand up for herself mostly to her detriment because then Max Shrek the only actual villain in villain, the movie yeah. pushes her out of a window to kill her um and then the one thing that was good to her that in in her life was her cat and uh, because her mom was always crapping on her you know she couldn't you know, her boyfriends were just like dicks to her uh, mm-hmm. based on these voicemail messages. The only thing that she had was her cat and her like her animals, you know, and that's what saved her after Max Shrek killed her. And then her first act after the whole like frantic episode of becoming Catwoman, her first act was to save a woman from being assaulted by a man. <laughs> yep. And then, okay. and then sort w- of assault her too, but you know, yeah. But, 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 but not necessarily sort of assault her, but basically say like, Hey, stop waiting around for Batman to save you. Yeah. Yeah. Like say, stand up for yourself, save yourself, you know, basically like telling this woman, like I helped you this time, you know, but. And and it's this is not like a victim blaming thing that she's doing, but she's saying like, look, have some more agency over yourself. There's not always going to be somebody there to pick up after you. Like, mm-hmm. have have the ability to do that for yourself. And then the penguin, again, he was a baby dumped in the sewer. Like, and then, <laughs> like, what happened? How did he learn? read and write like seriously did they teach him how to read and write in the supposed like freak show that he went into I don't know so both of them have reasons for being off yeah. right they both have reasons and so I don't think either of these villains is actually a villain I think if they had you know maybe gone to an asylum better than Arkham that they would be <laughs> you know there would be something you know they wouldn't have gone down this 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 road but i understand why they they are the way they are they're not like just villains that are like oh like whatever you know i felt simply in this most recent rewatch i felt so i felt sympathetic for both of them and i understood both the penguin and catwoman that i was like Mm -hmm. i i couldn't like when i watched this as a kid i was like oh the penguin's bad but like now i was like oh oswald yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, and and you're very, very right in the fact that as I was watching it too, I thought I, I'm not really sure why they hate Batman, other than I, their script told them to hate him because it's, yeah, this and that's why I was upset with the story yeah because it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense why these two all of a sudden want to off Batman. Yeah, it, they you know give me a better story, give me a reason. That's yeah. all. I, that's all I ask. Give me a reason why. You know, Batman throws Catwoman off the building, right? But there's still no real reason why they're fighting to begin with. Well, remember, if I remember he, right. Batman is figuring out that the Penguin is not who he thinks he is, right? He's like, oh, yeah. this, this guy yeah. was with the circus, and they've done some stuff, and and so he's, you know, he's obviously not mayor material, right? So Batman yeah. is doing the detective stuff that Batman is used is known for in his original form of detective comments as detecting things. And mm. so I kind of liked that part. And then, you know, she blows up the, you know, the, the Walmart there, the Shrek's Walmart, whatever it is. And then 
They have a fight on the roof. Not sure why, but because, again, because she felt she had to, and then he throws her off into kitty litter or whatever, which was a funny joke. <laughs> Saved by kitty litter. I love that line. And honestly, upon this rewatch, that was just a sexual tension fight. That's all that was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's all that was. It, it, it was to set up the fact that, like, Batman and Catwoman are fighting, but Bruce and Selina are attracted to each other. Like, ooh, no, you can't see my napalm berm. No, I got stabbed. It's, it's just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It, it's just weird. It, and it's, it reminds me of, of Tim Burton at his worst in terms of how sometimes he tells stories. And sometimes he does this where he, he forces the visuals and he forces the ambiance onto the film where it, if, if he would have been able to, to do a story in, a, in the right way, he could have done a lot better. Now, not to, de- again, not to derail too much, but to that point, did you all know that this was being made at the same time as Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, we knew, I knew it came out the year, the next year. Yeah, I knew it was around that time. Production was literally occurring simultaneously. So Tim Burton was on the set of, uh, Batman Returns and he had somebody else directing Nightmare Before Christmas. Harry Sinek, Harry Selleck, Harry Selleck. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so like, I get why I, I, having that context Right. Because Tim Burton was stretched so thin. I get why some of this can seem like contrived and flimsy in that way, because it's like this one guy was doing so much. And like, seriously, Nightmare Before Christmas came out so great. So it's like (laughs) (laughs) I will forgive some plot holes in Batman Returns, you know, in lieu of batman uh nightmare before christmas rather so like whatever but like there's that context there it's like the production was literally happening simultaneously well the so if if you're listening to this uh you should go back and listen to our first batman we talk a little bit more about some of the successes and failures of that movie and one of the biggest failures of that movie because tim burton is on record saying that the first batman is both his greatest success and failure as a director because when he wanted to do that movie, he he didn't have the backing of a studio. Eventually, Warner Brothers would sign on, but studios were leery of a superhero movie because we just had, you know, 10 years earlier, Superman. So why mm-hmm. do we want another comic book movie? And, <laughs> and, That's really funny now. I know. Right yeah, now, right. it's yeah, the studios are fighting over those. But at the time, you know, no one wanted to do it. So Warner Brothers eventually puts the bill and they film it all in London. So it wasn't even a Hollywood thing. It was all filmed in London. And there were so many producers and executive producers that were worried about this thing that there were lots of choices that he didn't get to make as the director. And the big biggest example of that is the Vicky Vale in the Batcave. So that Tim Burton hated that scene so much that he makes fun of it in this movie. You know, when he's sticking his hand in the fish tank to open up the, the door to the Batcave, he even says to, you know, he, he has Bruce Wayne say, why did you let her in there? Like, who does that? I was in there working. And then, hey, Vic. Like, he gets to say the line basically saying F you to the producers that made them put that scene in the last movie. So I think to Sam's point a little bit, 
I'm kind of agreeing with you a little bit, Sam, is that Tim what? had more control over this movie than the other Batman movie. And I think that the last Batman movie looked and felt more like a complete story than this one. Yeah. And, and, and it, is it because, is it one of those circumstances where sometimes it's good for these visionary uh, directors to have no, or people that will say no around them? I, I don't know. I right? mean, did he have no people when he, when he did big fish? I mean, big fish is a wonderful film. Oh God. Yeah. You know, I'll I mean, cry every time. Yeah. There's, there's so many other of his movies that I think, I, I don't know. I just, I, what I'll say is, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say. What I am going to say is, Andrew, why don't you give us your five-word review? Well, I have a few. Okay. Oh, oh no. wow. Yeah. <laughs> so my first one is um, awkward, even before bat nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank you, Joel Schumacher. Yeah. I want to see the Burton DC universe. I know that's more than five words. Yeah, usually. But, Ooh. yeah. I want to see the Burton DC universe because I feel like maybe it's just because these are the first superheroes that are the first superhero movies that I really saw as a kid growing up. Superman was kind of before my time. I know Sam was like 20 already by then, but (laughs) uh, that was before my time. And so Batman was right in the middle of, you know, I started watching the Batman animated series and I think my parents thought I was old enough to watch these two and hindsight uh, this one, maybe I was a little too young, <laughs> but I was also young enough that I didn't catch a lot of the sexual innu- innuendo, okay. um, even though I didn't notice it and I knew that there was some tension there, you know? Well, I mean, uh, heck the, the, the scene around the bed, you know, scented or unscented. Right. I'm like, Oh, gross. Still better than some of the new Batman movies. And then uh, back when back when Batman was Batman, so there's a lot of nostalgia associated for me with these films. Yeah. And yeah. what you're saying about it being plot holes and and not good reasoning and it it's all very true. But I still like this movie. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. <laughs> Thank where, you. you know, it could it could absolutely have problems. Um, you know. But it do you know it's fun, you know, yeah. it, and that's what I'm saying too. You know, I'm I'm not going to to devastate this movie in my reviews and when we get to the top, you know, out of ten. But um, it does have flaws. You know, it's 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 Jurassic Park in Batman form, right? You you right. Know, some people this is a favorite movie of theirs, and nothing can do any wrong. Um, but just like Jurassic Park, there's. There's issues. Well, I think that the Lost World analogy works just as good, right? It's the sequel. Yes. Lost yeah. World is an okay film. It has some really great moments, and then there's some dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know. Gymnastics. Gymnastics. <laughs> I know you're gonna say it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is my favorite Batman movie. Okay. Is it really? Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's just do even, this real quick. Even with uh, the new, uh, the new dark. Um, <laughs> I don't like them. I don't care. No, I haven't seen most oh of them. I don't even care. Nope. Wow. Nope. Uh, I saw I saw a couple of the first. I, I think I saw the first two. I thought I saw the first two. Batman Begins and, and then Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. I saw the first two. Um, but seriously, like, I, I, this is what Batman is in my mind. 
and I don't want I I don't want to change it. Like and I'm not the kind of person that's not like open to change and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> but I don't want to change this, right? I don't yeah. like I don't like I don't like how dark and like super gritty Batman is getting. And my brother is a much bigger Batman fan than I am. Um he's the Batman guy, you know, but I come from a Batman household. Like my <laughs> my parents have had several beagles, like dogs over the years and they have been named Bruce Wayne uh, Jack Napier, Oswald Cobblepot, Commissioner Gordon, Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, uh, and then yeah, wait, right? so they're they're on Alfred, and then they have Victor Freeze. And am I missing one? Oh crap! I'm missing one of my parents' dogs. I know it. I which, know it. Which which character in Batman uh, destroys everything? That's the one I should have named my dog. <laughs> <laughs> which, dark side which dark. Yeah. Al- Alfred Victor Poison Ivy ha- Harvey Dent Harvey Where Harvey. Is Harvey? Harvey, Harvey, Dent. Harvey 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 Dent Harvey Dent So yeah I yeah. mean they're all boy dogs but like we've always ha- they've every beagle that has been in my my parents household and this has been going on for a very long time has been named after a Batman character okay <laughs> You know I and, I'm oh, go ahead sorry Oh, I was just going to and the the other thing that I wanted to add was the Halloween after this movie came out I was 7. Okay. I was Catwoman from this movie for Halloween. My brother <laughs> who was uh uh almost 5 was Batman and our dad was uh the penguin. Nice. So the height the height ratios were way off, and our mom made all the costumes. And I remember, like the whole entire kitchen floor, her trying to make this freaking penguin cape, like she had it all <laughs> sprawled out. And like she did a great job with the whole thing. Like my my Catwoman costume was it was the first time I ever wore lipstick, you know, and like I had the nails and stuff, and I was went saved by kitty litter. But I was like seven, so I was like <laughs> saved by kitty litter, and it was. It was so great. And so I have so much like personal like connection and love for this movie that I can't hate it. Um, I can be I'm open to the fact that it's flawed. Okay. Yeah. Like because it absolutely yeah. is flawed. Because I fell in love with it when I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am no longer seven, but I, I don't care. Like, I still love it for, for everything that it is. So anyway, this is my favorite Batman movie. And um, I, the first Batman movie, I know you all talked about it. I read the novelization <laughs> of the first Batman movie at the beach in New Jersey. And uh, that was the worst book I ever read. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm right there with you with <laughs> uh, when when Bruce Wayne, I remember because I was in fifth grade when the Val Kilmer Batman came out. Right. Mm-hmm. The third installment. And I remember even in fifth grade thinking to myself, why? Why did why would they change Michael Keaton? Why? He is Batman. You know, I was mm-hmm. devastated that they had changed the actor. And then 
and my mom was like, well, there's a new director too. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Cause I'm like, whatever age of fifth grader is <laughs> 11, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Yeah. You know? And, and so I was like, oh, well, okay. I, uh, I guess we'll do this now. And then it just got worse. But, well, yeah. it progressively is, sillier, you know, it's like it, yeah. everyone t- took an extra step towards that silly path. Yeah, and I, like I just, the, I, I like don't, that. I don't hate the silly. Like, I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I, but I think Tim Burton did the silly the best because it was silly, but still dark. dark. Right. Like yeah. as they yeah. switched directors, the silly got amped up and so did the color. And it's like. I, I I would have been okay with the silly getting amped up if it still stayed like that cold, weird Tim Burton color that things yeah. usually are. I I don't think we would have been as like offended by quote unquote offended by the amplification of the silly if visually it had still been cold. Mm-hmm. Like a com- yeah. like the sure. comic books we expected. Yeah, I. This is going to be so. In '95 is when the Val Kilmer Batman came out. So I'm trying to think. I was 13. That math work? Yeah, I was 13. So for a long time, that was my favorite Batman. I <laughs> I actually liked it a lot because it was the perfect age for me. Right? Like, yeah. I, I liked Jim Carrey. I liked his ridiculousness in the movie. Um, I liked the little details of the bad guys have Thompson machine guns with neon lights on the on the drums that hold the bullets. Like, I mean, that's so impractical, but it was fun, <laughs> you know. And I also liked that the movie started off with this huge action scene. They're stealing a safe, and there's a lot going on. Uh, like that movie amped up the action. It turned it really into a an action movie a lot. A lot, I think. Though I haven't seen that movie in a long time, so it probably has not aged well. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I don't. I don't remember much about it. I don't know if there's a whole lot of sexual innuendos or anything like that. But I don't. I. I'd probably. I also kind of had a, a crush on Nicole Kidman in that movie. Yeah. Um, but I also remember getting mad at the movie because it felt like that it treated as if the other two previous movies didn't exist. Because I remember there's a line where Val Kilmer says. Alfred, I've never felt this way about a woman before. And I'm like, what about the last two movies where you had girlfriends? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like you showed, like you've shown both of them your identity. So like, uh, yeah. Anyway. You know, I, I used to, to think back about him showing his identity so much. And I was like, God, sooner or later, everybody's going to know. <laughs> well, that's why that's the joke that they do in that, um, that how it should have ended cartoon series where, Superman and Batman are sitting at the at the table at the end of each one. They're like they're talking with the characters, and he always wants to joke about this. Do you do you want to know my secret identity? Um, <laughs> anyway, so I have a couple five word reviews uh, here. I don't usually do more than one, but I did. Uh, my first one was I want Batman driving sim. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. so not only are his henchmen good at hacking the Batmobile with a wireless thingy. And they, I mean, they took that thing apart and then put it back together. And all they, all it, it felt like all they needed was the little, the little, little remote, remote on it at the bottom, right? whatever. Yeah. It's fine. 
but they also built him like a like one of those machines that you sit outside of Harris Teeter where you can put a quarter in and it goes back and forth. But it, I mean, it had the Batman logo. I mean, it was, it was a full thing. <laughs> it was kind of cool. It was adorable. Yeah, is what it was. Yeah. It was precious. It was cool. I like. I just I want a little Oswald Cobblepot like for my pocket. Like he's just so cute. But he'll eat your cats. Yeah. I don't have any cats. I have dogs that would eat him. Okay. Or he'll bite so. your nose or whatever he'll do. Yeah. No. Uh, no. No. See, this is I. I will take a mean little penguin man any day. <laughs> My other one is uh, Batman movie with little Batman. And by little, I mean there's not a lot. Not like he's short. But it doesn't feel like Batman is in this movie very much. Imagine if there's a little Batman. <laughs> I was going to say, anybody would have write that. Hello, I'm little Batman. <laughs> Somebody write it right now. Little Batman. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of Batman in this movie. I don't know why. No. It feels like he's Bruce Wayne more than Batman. Well, that's because he can't move in his outfit. He can't yeah. turn his head in that bat outfit. Yeah, I'm raising my hand like I do in school um, because here's my opinion on this. Uh, Michael Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne out of anybody that yeah, has ever played yeah, Batman, I would have to agree with that one. Michael 100%. Keaton is not the best Batman, and so the fact that he's Bruce Wayne more than he's Batman in this movie speaks to the strength of the fact that he's a really good Bruce Wayne and like it. Ah, all right, he's Batman, kind of Batman. <laughs> so I'm going to take some heat probably from at least two of you on this one, Lauren. I know specifically Brr. is I actually think Ben Affleck is a good Bruce Wayne. No, you can eat all sorts of dicks. <laughs> I didn't say yeah. I didn't say I, Batman. I, I think he plays rich, arrogant, snotty guy really well <laughs> in those that Zack Snyder thing. And but again, there's charisma that brute that Ben Affleck does not have the charisma that a Bruce Wayne should have. Uh, I get that. I his, his teeth are too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a strange thing to say, but okay. No, um, I, I will say I'll go a step further and say put I the think, hat back on. Yeah, I did. I think that <laughs> that I, that Michael Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne, but I think that Affleck is the best Batman. That's fair. That's fair. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. I and I liked his Batman. And honestly, it's weird. We we none of us has even mentioned Christian Bale. Uh, we nope. started to do this, and then we got sidetracked on our own thing. Um, so Lauren said that this is her favorite Batman. I know Sam, the Dark Knight is your favorite Batman. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Andrew, what is yours? Is it the first? Ba- is it Batman? The or yeah, yeah, Batman. It's the original. It's the uh, Batman yeah. ninety, not the original. You're talking Batman sixty six. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. Well, I kind of don't count that one because it's like cartoony. it counts. It counts. It's cartoony. I know. So is this one. So is Batman Returns. It's cartoony. It's, car- it's a different kind of cartoon. It's like Adult Swim. Um, <laughs> but the 1966 one is like, you know, Cartoon Network, but, um, or maybe Boomerang. That's better. Um, but you know, I just, there's something about the 89 Tim Burton Batman that mm-hmm. I just, it, I fell in love with the Batmobile, like the, the bat plane, everything about it was very majestic to me. <laughs> so... Then you fall in love 
if falling in love with the Batmobile as it appeared in the first Batman film, how did you feel when it became very thin and narrow? <laughs> in, it it kind of hurt. Because I, I was just like, I was watching it yesterday and I was like, I forgot what happened at that point in the movie when he's trying to go between the buildings and the Batmobile. And I was like, yeah. <gasps> penis. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I actually had, growing up, I, I mean, okay, this is something I have to admit. I had a penis. probably every, a penis. <laughs> well, just in case you guys didn't know, like, <laughs> it was a discovery that I came across. It. Um, I just found it. You know. No, but uh, I had probably every Batman toy imaginable and yeah. i had like these huge batman like cut out cardboard life-size you know cutouts from movie stores or whatever and I, I was a huge batman nerd um but i had the car from this movie that the, you could put your action figure in it and you drive the car and you could push a button and the sides would shoot off and then you just had this little penis mobile <laughs> penis mobile <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like ambiguously gay duo. I did like the the bit though when he's like he's like he knows where he's going, right? So like it feels like he built the 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 vehicle for this alley only, right? Because it fits. <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it fits perfectly, right? Um, and of course the cops suck, right? In this movie, the cops oh, are terrible. Always. They all crash and explode and whatever. Um, but I, I do like the bit when he, he flips the button and nothing happens and he's like, Oh, getting a little worried here. You know, like I, I kind of liked the, the little bit of the joke there. And then of course it works. Um, I don't know that, 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 that kind of made me smile a little bit. I, I, well, I enjoyed it, it, that. And it has to go to the, the aesthetic of Tim Burton that we all still see this as the Batman car, Right. In terms of if you're going to collect a Batman car, this this car is what is the first thing in a lot of people's mind. Well, I don't and know. If you're going to do the collectible, I know a lot of people like this, the 60s Batman car because it's a convertible and it, it feels like a car that you could actually drive on the street. There is actually okay. a, a 60s version of the Batmobile that somebody in... Uh, Atlantic Beach, Florida. So it's like a town over from me. It's a, you know I go over the bridge to go to the beach. Um, they have, and so I'll just see that kind of parked on the street in front of one of the beach bars, like every once in a while. And I was like, oh shit, nice. it's the Batmobile. <laughs> 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 and the first time I saw it, I took a picture of it, and then I saw it like a dozen more times after that, and I was like, oh, this is not a novelty. Apparently, this is just somebody's car. It's their daily driver. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I just drive the Batmobile around. It's fine. Yeah, it's got like, you know, the red and and stuff on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, back to your uh statement about Keaton not being a great Batman. Do you think that he was just not a great Batman because he was limited by what he could do in the suit? Absolutely. Because yeah. I, think I mean, with if the you technology think he... of today yeah, I if you can't if turn your head. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, they make a big deal about it in the second in the Dark Knight movie where he says, "I want to be able to turn my head." You know, they have to change the armor up a little bit. Um, I also think there's a little bit that I guess it feels like, like in the first Batman, it feels like most of what he's able to do to defeat the the bad guys is due to technology, right? You know, he uses. Yeah. You know, the suit is 
you know, you know, sword proof and bulletproof, and he's able to just kind of withstand the blows and then punch a couple guys out. Um, but it never feels like he could actually beat up anyone. You know, mm. like it, like Christian Bale got into a, a really good shape. I didn't answer my own question, by the way. My favorite of the Batman universe actually is Batman Begins. I really like that one. Um, before the super gravelly voice came in, it didn't. It wasn't as dark as they would eventually become. Um, it feels kind of real-ish, like it feels lived in and kind of real. Uh, I like, and I like Liam Neeson. I just I like the world building that that one does. So that's that's my favorite one. But I also love the the '89 Tim Burton one too. Anyway, but like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Here's what I am gonna say. <laughs> um, I have some notes on this movie. I have a lot of notes, and we've been kind of talking about some of them uh, off and on. There was one that I wanted to mention real quick, and I can't remember what it is now. I'm looking for it. Um, I did laugh. Th- oh, okay. <laughs> this was the first time I remember seeing, like, this movie starts doing the thing where Batman starts putting Batman on everything. You know, oh. like we're we're yeah. not to the egregious level where George Clooney pulls out a Batman credit card, yeah, right, <laughs> and says I ne- never leave home without it. Like he's literally doing a commercial in the movie. I love that, and I don't care. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> the, well, it's funny, but ironically, right, or something like that. Like it's not, yeah. it's you're not, it's dumb, is what it is. George Clooney should never have done that role. Um, but I did laugh that he has a Batman CD player, and then yeah. he freaking scratched it. Oh my gosh! I laughed out loud on that part. It cracked me up. Eric, 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 and my wife says, "You can't do that to a CD, right?" I said, "No, no, you can't do that." Uh, random picture time. So, listener, pull up the pictures on IMDb. Oh. Go to picture number seventy-seven. Here we go. Out of two hundred and ninety-six. Uh, this picture, and as I always do when we we have our podcast, I search through the screenshots. This is a picture, and uh, I just want to see if you know what it is. Now, if you just watched the movie, you probably do. But I don't know, A, why this picture is here. Uh, because it does nothing to let you know anything about the movie. Uh, but again, it's number 77 on the rolls. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's just uh, it's a photo of her dollhouse before she spray paints it. Yeah, it's just the inside of her dollhouse. Like, why why is this on the roll of pictures from Batman? (laughs) There's nothing to do with the movie other than the fact that for a split second we see it before she spray paints it. And that's it. I think it establishes the fact that Selena Kyle was a light and innocent character before she was pushed out the window. By her boss and uh, became Catwoman. This is well. Her whole. I'm just. I'm just being kind of silly, but also half serious when I say that. Her whole apartment (laughs) was just an explosion of pink, right? Like, yes. And then, and then her spray painting it black was like the symbolic, like, shift, right? Oh yeah. And stuff. And there is absolutely no logic into how she made that extremely well-fitting cat suit out of one faux leather jacket. Like, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make sense to me, but I will suspend my disbelief yeah, because also she's, she's a zombie cat woman. She, 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 she has some mad selling skills. I mean, those are marketable skills that she could bring into the marketplace. So my she wife can't really match her, her uh, thread 
to her. No, but fabric. she's supposed to be a little crazy. I, I, I think that the suit reflects the madness. Um, my wife did laugh when she's lying on the ground snow. Selena Kyle, not my wife. And um, <laughs> the cats are like all over and they start like gnawing on her fingers. And my wife says, cats wouldn't do that. And I looked at her and I said, are you kidding? She said, what? And I said, it's like proven science that cats will eat people way before dogs. And she says, oh, yeah. Yep. She says, yep. what are you talking about? And I said, let's say that we don't have kids, right? Tomorrow, you and I die. We, we don't wake up, right? Pipsqueak is eating us in about three days. You know, mm-hmm. Peanut will go, <laughs> you know, she'll go several more days before she starts. She's like, Pipsqueak wouldn't do that. And I said, she absolutely would. At that point, we're just meat. <laughs> You know, if we can't provide her with food, then we are the food. (laughs) I think I broke Sarah's heart a little bit, but (laughs) the the cat will eat us. You Um, know, as much as we love the Batmobile from this, the penguin duckmobile, I've never understood. Now, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I've never understood why he associated with the duck. Like, it's it's, this duckmobile. Why the hell not? And it has a know, V8 but... in it. <laughs> that thing was... First of all, he's a small child who was dumped into a sewer by his parents. We, um, we, was what... he a baby or was he like a toddler? If he was a toddler, maybe the rubber duck was the last thing that he had. Let's look he enjoyed that. from childhood. Yeah, I... hanging on his little cage yeah, was have that a, rubber duck. Have a mobile uh, of ducks, whatever. But let's let's not bypass the fact that his dad was Pee Wee Herman. So like let's That's true. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not let's not skip over. Who that. was also providing a voice in the nightmare before Christmas at the exact same time? Who was he in that? Yeah. Who did he voice? He was, he was one of the um He was in it. One Paul of the trick or treaters. Wasn't he one of the trick or treater kids or something? Yes, he was. Okay. Because he because the role that Paul Rubens had in the movie is the role that Weird Al played in the live stage version that occurred uh, over this Halloween season. Oh, that's amazing. Huh. Uh, all right. Uh, so we've talked about symbolism uh, several times in this, mo- uh, in this episode so far. So let's talk about the most obvious symbolism in the movie. And that's they go to a masquerade party. And the only two people in the room not wearing disguises <laughs> yeah. are the two people who wear disguises, you know, as their as their not day job. And yeah. so the movie is trying to tell us, one, those are expensive actors and we want to see their faces. But more importantly, I think, is that it it kind of shows that that the costumes that they wear are their true selves and that the mask that they have to put on is the Bruce Wayne selena kyle masks yeah mm-hmm. and i don't know if you're going to pull this into that whole thing but a, you know uh absolutely with the batman and the catwoman kind of being their true selves a foreshadowing of the catwoman occurs in kind of her final conversation with Max Shrek before he pushes her out the window where he's uh, Max Shrek is talking down to Selena Kyle and the shadow of her glasses on her face forms the shape of a cat eye. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I never noticed that, that. I paused it yesterday and I literally exclaimed, Holy shit, it's a cat eye. <laughs> and, uh, 
Yeah. So, and like, I did like that whole like back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, no, it is. It is. It is. That has to be on purpose because it's like the same shape cat eye of the mask that she ends up making. And that can't have been because I was thinking like, God, that shadow's weird on her eyebrow. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. I know what that is. Catwoman. (laughs) So you mentioned these are lots of A-list actors, right? I mean, these are some big name people here. Yeah. Who do you think? Sorry, puberty. Who do you think uh, <laughs> did the best job in this movie? Because I have two actors in this movie that I think were probably the best. Uh, okay, that's an interesting question. Um, I'll say my 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 favorite. My probably two favorite performances in the movie would probably be Christopher Walken as number one. I, I really buy him as the evil CEO, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I also really just, I was enamored when, when whenever Michelle Pfeiffer was on camera. And not just because I think she's pretty, but I just because I think she's a really good actress. And I was, I don't know, just everything she does... Uh, I was in, in four, so that, that'd be my two. If anybody has something different, I think Danny DeVito crushes this. Yeah. I mean, nobody else could be Penguin. Um, yeah, he he owns this. He is the Penguin. Uh, you know, See, I again, didn't like it. I didn't. Mm. I just didn't like it. I thought he was over the top. I. That's I the point. That's the point. Like, he's just so ridiculously over the top. Like, I love it when he's in, like, that one-piece outfit and there's that weird, like, flat penguin butt, like, behind it. Like, <laughs> like, I, it, like his, the body that they had him in was for it was so weird. Like, Danny DeVito already has kind of a weird body. Like, I'm sorry, Danny DeVito. But, <laughs> like, he already has kind of a weird body. And they made it weirder, and then they emphasized it, and, like, he just owned it with those, like, pointy teeth and the face and the fingers and that flipper trick, you know? And it's like, oh, he, like, he owned it in the -the over-the-topness because he was raised by fucking penguins. He has no social skills. You're allowed to be over the top. I 100% agree, and that was was one of mine that I was going to (laughs) say the best role or the best performance in this movie um one of them because like you said i when i see danny devito i think penguin right we've never seen an iteration of the penguin character on screen before that he is this much a penguin mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i see what you're right. literally a so much a penguin yeah. literally i mean you know with the flippers and and just the, everything the the cartooniness of his character i'm okay with you know, it is a little over the top, but I think he just, he does so well. I mean, he, he is a fish out of water, no pun intended, in this, in this world, and he plays it well. He bit into a raw fish. <laughs> and a nose. <laughs> and a nose. <laughs> and a nose. Your nose was bleeding right out of your, oh, oh my God, it was so good. It and he, was so and he, good. And he groped that one woman, too. Yeah, well, that was, uh, <laughs> she's dead now. Oh. That actress? Yeah. Well, that's sad. Oh, dear. Okay. Which one is that? Um, oh, my gosh. The beauty pageant lady? 
No. Oh no, the beauty pageant lady's not dead. The one in the uh, in the campaign office. She was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She looked familiar, but I didn't know. Like, I'm on the credits list. There's someone named Voting Woman, but that that's not her. I don't think so. Um. All right. Oh, no, because that's the woman he puts the pin on. No, no, somehow, no, no. So we're somehow so magically the... that button stays on her. <laughs> well, if you grope her boob enough, I guess it'll it'll stay on there. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to say who she would be. Not Snake Woman. Um, Penguin uh, campaign worker. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. You've got Christine oh. Rose. No, oh, no, no. Ooh, that one. she. I think it's Jan Hooks that played Jen. Jan Hooks. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking for her. Okay. Yeah. That was 100% Jan Hooks. Yep. So, Sam, who, who would you think your best performance in this movie? Her name movie? is Jen. Who would I think would be the best performance? Yeah. Um, I I would go with um, uh, Michelle Piper, for sure. Um, I think Bruce Wayne's underutilized. Um, and I I didn't, and honestly, I didn't like the Penguin, only because I felt like it was a repeat of what we saw in the first movie in the Joker. Yeah. So, my other one, was, you know, I said I, I said I have two, and my yeah. other one is Alfred. I oh, love, Alfred's awesome! Yeah, he's. Great. I love him, the, this actor, and I'm so glad that they kept him through those first four movies. Um, yeah. Even though it was kind of weird because nobody else was the same, uh, you know, I felt like he was the best Alfred. Wasn't of, the commissioner? Wasn't Commissioner Gordon the same? Well, that's he, true. I think Commissioner he, Gordon stayed the same. Yeah, he was. He was too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. But uh, those two, for me. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Uh, yeah, all right. Even it, better than my cocaine. My my cocaine. <laughs> Uh, my cocaine. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we learned. Uh, I mentioned this last week, uh, Lauren, that if you're trying to say Michael Kane, but with an accent, you just say my cocaine. Yep, that's one of my standbys, baby. Nice. My okay. cocaine. My cocaine. Uh, I was looking through the cast. Uh, we do have a couple of Star Trek connections, which is cool. Um, so we've got uh, what's his name? Uh, my my guy. Um, which I can't find him for some reason in the crit. Oh no, where'd he go? He's great. I can't think of his name. Holy crap, I suck. Oh, Doug Jones. Doug Jones is in this movie. Uh, he's uh, he is called Tall Clown or oh, Thin Clown. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the new Star Trek um, Discovery show, as well as the girl who I thought was the boob girl, but it's not. Boating woman is uncredited. She is in Star Trek Six and in Next Generation. Uh, for a handful of episodes, so we got a couple of them cool. that I found off the top of my head there, or off the thing. Um, I have a lot more notes, but I'm going to play some clips now because that's always fun, and I captured a few clips here and there. So we're going to do that, and then we'll uh, keep going. All right, here we go. Here's some really good, um, uh, Christopher Walken. Your analysts are talking growth at 1% per annum. That's not growth. That's a mild swelling. Imagine a Gotham City of the future, lit up like a blanket of stars, but blinking on and off, embarrassingly low on juice, 
frankly, I cringe, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it when he said things. I really did. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, I did write this um, as I was looking at my notes, listening to the clip. One of my notes was, all the women in this movie suck except for Selena Kyle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. As a woman, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of terrible. You know, I, and, yet, I, and yet you're, well, they're supposed to be, Catwoman's supposed to be bad, but... She's not. I just... She's not really, and and there's no reason for her to be. Well, I mean, she doesn't. I mean, to be fair, I mean, the only bad thing she does is to Max Shrek, right? I mean, even the two but he six, deserves it, which is fine. Yeah, right. She does yeah. some property damage. But, she yeah. she killed the primary vi- villain in the film. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. she did that, and the only thing that she did, other thing that she did, which wasn't necessarily bad, was she. She, you know, she aligned with the penguin for a bit for reasons that maybe she wasn't even sure of at the time because, again, she died. Right. Okay. And came yeah. back as this thing that was not herself. So maybe it's taken her a minute to settle into whatever this new Catwoman thing kind of is. And, uh, you know, she didn't really hurt anybody. She didn't like the fact that the penguin killed the. You know, the boob girl. Yeah. And, um, you know, she didn't really have, like, a bad thought. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she didn't have a thought that I felt was, like, straight up, like, evil. Right. Right. And and in today's Me Too environment, she's kind of a hero. (laughs) I mean, honestly, because she's taking things into her own hands and, and... People who have abused her are getting their just desserts. Right. I mean, even and though... And I think, I think, though, if they would have added a little bit to the story of why maybe she was grouping up with the Penguin, not to just off Batman, but to off or figure out a way to weasel to get to Max, right? Or to, to, to get her back on that trajectory, I think would have helped clarify her, her reasoning why she's around the Penguin. Yeah, I mean, and that maybe might have been there beforehand and got cut in lieu of some more flashy penis car chase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't, who knows? One thing I will say also that's different, like the, the Tim Burton Batman does that none of the other Batmans do is this Batman doesn't care about killing henchmen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he sets three guys on fire. Uh, in the first attack, and then he straps a time bomb, which is a cartoon, right? You know, sticks oh, the dynamite yeah. with yeah. a giant alarm clock on it, throws him down a thing, and he, you know, explodes like it's, you know, napalm, whatever. And, like, I mean, Batman kills some people in this movie, which is... Um, yeah. And, again, at the time, we didn't care, but then when the Dark Knight series comes out, like, it's a big deal, and I'll never forget when... Um, the trailer for Batman versus Superman came out and it showed Batman with a gun. People lost their shit. Did they forget the past? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They absolutely yeah. did. Um, 
Well, they, I guess people thought the, of these movies as being a different timeline because in this version, the Joker kills his parents, whereas in the original, he didn't. So this is not this is not the true Batman anyway, is how I think some people think. This is the true Batman. I'm just saying how people are, okay? Uh, I don't me. Yep. like those people. <laughs> <laughs> people. probably don't like Weird Al either. Eh, probably they don't. <laughs> Uh, the uh, one last note I'm going to save here before I go to my next clip, which um, Lauren's going to really like, is I know it's a Batman movie, but these police are terrible. the The fact that the mayor was attacked, and then the next time we see the mayor, there aren't 400 cops surrounding him, is a problem. Like the fact that you know, uh, gymnastics mime can come in and just take the baby out of the lady's hand and then jump down the you know, sewer, whatever, like, there should have been a thousand cops there. Uh, It's the mayor of the biggest city in the world. Uh, Yeah, anyway, but it's fine. The city also felt very small in this movie. They only had, like, two sets. Who would want to live there? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, even if this was, you know, even if this is the worst part of Gotham, you know, it just felt really, really small and cramped. And... At least in the first one, we've got some of those great scenes of the balloons and the. It just felt bigger. It felt more epic. Yeah, and it, this one certainly felt smaller. Yeah, this that the Gotham City felt like the the city square, which they or Gotham Central or whatever they call it, because they made reference to it like a thousand times. And then the zoo, Dude. the abandoned zoo, like that's the only two places in this city, because we don't even yeah. know where Wayne Manor is in relationship to anything. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think yeah. that. That could be partly because of how it was filmed and where it was filmed. Yeah, it could be. You know, it just yep. felt like the first movie, which had a lower budget and more constraints, felt bigger than this movie, which had a bigger budget. That, that's yeah. the weird part. Um, but my God, that zoo was creepy. Um, but cool. All right, here we go. Here's a <laughs> here's a little bit of um, uh, Miss Kitty talking. I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I feel. So much yummier. Yeah. Yummier. Yummier. So I don't I don't I, know if you, uh-huh. you guys saw me kind of looking around in the office here. I have somewhere, I can't find it. I was hoping it was within arm's reach. Uh, we were talking about Catwoman in the original, some of the original other characters. Uh, Burgess Meredith, by the way, the guy who played the original Penguin, was asked to be the dad of the Penguin. Uh, he was supposed to be... Uh, his dad, but I think he got sick or something. Like he couldn't physically be on set, so they they asked Paul Rubens to step in. Um, but I have somewhere I'm significantly younger. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I coming have... off of that whole like, you know, yeah, jerk off scandal. There? Yeah. What's he doing in that hotel or well, uh, movie theater? This is like right near the Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Like that's why he and Tim Burton are pals and all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, but it was after that, and after the uh, oh, I got arrested. Oh, I, this, this was... was the first thing. Yeah, because I had a Pee Wee Herman lunchbox at one point, and then <laughs> one point my mom said, "No, you can't take that to school anymore." And I said, "Why?" And she goes, "Because Pee Wee did a bad thing with his Pee Wee." <laughs> and Pee Wee, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what that means." And then <laughs> I remember this being the first thing that he did post. Uh, Again, post public <laughs> jerk off. Oh, yeah. Oh. 
In July of 91, he was arrested for indecent exposure in an adult theater in Sarasota, I mean, Florida. you go into an adult theater, it's all going to be indecent. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, what else do you expect? Decency? I don't... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. All right. Uh, here we go. I can really get into this mad stuff. It's not about power. It's about reaching out to people, touching people, groping people. God. <laughs> <laughs> Groping people. It's, I'm not mad at him saying it. I'm mad at the line. Like, I feel bad that they made Danny DeVito say that, but I don't. No, if, if, you need to watch some Sunny and and I haven't, Sunny because he says right. some things in there that are much worse. Well, I'm yep. sh- I'm sure, but I haven't, so that's fine. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, if you put this in your movie, I am going to record it. And that was a very apparent Wilhelm scream oh in this God. movie. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it is front and center in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a, it's it's big. Let's see. Um, let's see if I can. Here's another one. And another one. Go. That's all the. Uh, that's the ones that I have captured I, I probably have more yeah. on just those ones I, I can we can we talk about elfman's music in this oh sure. in terms of elevating this movie to to astronomical levels uh especially the intro his music it was like a breath of fresh air listening to it again it was yeah. it's so good it is just so good yeah i i bought this uh i guess this is one of the first cds that i ever had I think. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's where um, I even had a CD player. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's great. This 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 score is really really good, and it's amazing. I, which is crazy because I love the first one, but what makes this one so, in my opinion, I think this score is better than the original because he does what we talk about, what we give so much credit to John Williams for. And that is he um he takes his theme and 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 builds on it. So yep. like like you get to you get to hear, you know, we get the main Batman theme, but then the penguin kind of gets his own theme and and the and the music sounds cold. It's really interesting how you can get a cold feeling from music, but oh it's yeah, yeah. it's so I think clever. That- one of the greatest duos of all time is not Batman and Robin, but Elfman and Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Burton. Yep. I agree. agree. I agree. Yeah. They both have that just weird sensibility that just seems to work. Right. It's, it's just that dark and, and kind of creepy and, and, but not in a way that's scary. It's just, it's kind of a fun, creepy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, I I do yeah. need to buy some of this music. I don't have this one in my my list. Uh, I just have the original one. I don't have any from this, but I need to. Okay. And I, he was doing this again simultaneously with Nightmare Before Nightmare. Christmas. Well, much yeah. like yeah, they both were. And I'll and I'll admit, and my wife and I, we both kind of pointed out there's moments in this movie that sound a lot like Nightmare Before Christmas. There's a moment when. I'm trying to think of what the part with the movie. I think it's when the penguin has died and we're yeah. getting the pallbearers. It's yeah, almost exactly the exact same yeah. as Jack's yeah. Lament, 
when you know he's when he's sad that he got shot out of the sky and then he realizes no I am Jack the Pumpkin King. I mean it's I mean I understand he's writing at the same time and I understand that it's it's the same dude so you can borrow from yourself a little bit and it didn't it didn't take anything away from me it was just more like there's the music you know it's, it's yeah. Like Were you going to say something Lauren sorry? No, nope. I'm I'm rolling with it, man. All right. And uh, why do we feel so bad? I, I I'm sad with the penguins as they're they're taking him away, right? Yes, because it they're just, innocent. Like, oh. They're innocence. They're innocence. Those yeah. penguins with those little bot like packs packed <laughs> on them and stuff. Like I'm sorry. Like if there's anybody you're gonna feel bad for in this movie, it's the goddamn penguins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even if there's even if there's small people in outfits, right? Um, shuffling I don't care. Their way well, the some of them were. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what they are. Um, and I don't me, care. It took me a long time to realize that. I guess it was I was just rummaging through some trivia about this movie a couple of years ago, and I didn't know that those were actors, like people yeah. in those oh really King penguin. <laughs> Costumes. Well, you know. there, so there are or emperor. Em- I'm sorry, emperor penguin. Yeah, there are actual emperor penguin there. So you had yeah. animatronic penguins. You had penguins who were actors in yep. costumes, and then actual penguins. And the trivia about the actual penguins is kind of great. Like they, 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 there weren't any emperor penguins in the United States at the time. So they had to fly them from, I think, a zoo in London. To, so a penguin is not a flightless bird. Yeah, they got to fly in a refrigerated uh, airplane. They were fed, you know, fresh fish every day. Like those those penguins were treated better than most um, female actors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There, there are. I went little social commentary for you there. Um, I I mistyped when I typed typed this clip. I don't know what this clip is because uh, I misspelled spelled. So strung to mind is what I wrote. No. <laughs> Could you just make up a sonnet or something, a dirty limerick? One has just sprung to mind. Sprung to mind. I misspelled <laughs> sprung. <laughs> I like that part. Uh, I, I alluded to this earlier, but here you go. Who let Vicky Vale into the Batcave? I'm sitting there working, and I turn around, there she is. Oh, hi, Vic. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Time for this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Okay, a little bit of trivia here. Again, this is the kind of movie that has so much freaking trivia. So I only oh, captured yeah. a few pieces that I thought was interesting. Um, which I, I haven't done this part actually in a while. Um, I did type a couple of tropes, uh, which Sam alluded to earlier. I don't know if we were recording yet, but microphones equal feedback. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. that trope. That trope needs to die. Oh, I mean, but along. it's totally true. I mean, just tap your phone. Tap your microphone. I'm going to tap my microphone right now. Oh, what? So, so audio guy, what what does make that sound? So so that is, is feedback. The sound is feedback. What would cause it is the only reason why it would ever happen is if the sound guy, um, as soon as the actor walks up, cranks the microphone to 100%. And then backs the microphone down when the actor starts. Like that's the only so, reason why you would get feedback. So it could happen, but not because of the microphone. No, no. Just because of who's controlling it. Yes. Okay. So it's yeah. the sound person. It because be you know, I've I've always wondered. You you've mentioned that many times that that's a trope and it's yeah. it doesn't really it's not a thing. 
but it had to have happened at some point somewhere for them to make it. I think the only reason why it happens is because we have to let the audience know that there are microphones working. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You know, because you, you either do that or you have the actor walk up and is this thing on? Yeah. Uh, like, that's the yeah. only. Sorry if that blew up your ears when I did that. But, like, that's. <laughs> like, I don't. There, why can't we just have someone just walk up and start talking? You're going to hear their voice amplified through the speakers. Like, the movie's going to tell you that the stuff is on. I, it drives me crazy. It even does it in uh, Independence Day. When it, he's not using a microphone. He's using the little handheld. He's using the, the bullhorn. bullhorn. Yeah, and it squawks. But it even her. does that sort of. It's like a variation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not you're wrong. Not, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's almost like he's trying to do this. He's getting ready to do the heroic speech, but he, he, he flubs up the button push. Okay, here's some trivia. Danny DeVito remained in character between takes. Oh, Lord. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, did he? That's what yeah, the come here, said. Grip. Yeah. What's on your face? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, just Tim Burton just says, okay, now, Danny, let's try it this way. All right. I don't know. I, um, it's That's fine. How was that? I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah. That was close. That I was close. It was tell. almost was as a, good as yeah. Christopher Walken. Jack Sparrow than a Danny <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers had to constantly submit new Catwoman posters for various cities as many of the bus stop ads were being stolen. It got so bad that police officers had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators before they could break the plexiglass <laughs> containers. The large-scale Catwoman bus ads are now worth a great deal of money. Wow. I like that one. Um... Actually, that's it because I already I already talked about the other piece of trivia there. So that's it. That's our trivia. Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. All right, top three. We decided to do Danny DeVito movies. Now, Twitter is on fire with their responses. Uh, mostly thanks to Lauren because she's way more popular than we are. So it's because I'm pretty. Well, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Just fishing for compliments. Sorry. No, I just it, it made me it, it no, it just made me think of that that line from Spider Man uh Far from uh Far From Home when he says to MJ, You look pretty, and she goes, Therefore I have value. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's what that reminded you're like, uh, I got I got Twitter people to follow me because I am I'm pretty. You know, it's like <laughs> and therefore you have value. Because <laughs> yeah. you're pretty. Okay. Uh Sam. Oh, okay. You want me to go first? All right. Um, right. I will. What's that? <laughs> right. You go first, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I'm going to say uh, my number three uh, film would be Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. Okay. My Wait. number two would Wait. be his He's work in, in Lethal Weapon. He's, <laughs> He's doing Joe my, Pesci movies. The, the best movie uh, would be Home Alone for sure. Okay. Yeah. You're doing. See, ladies and gentlemen, for the main reason why this joke is funny <laughs> is because not that long ago when we did Blade, we were t- you made the joke about Joe Pesci being Blade. But the fun, the best part was is that when you said Joe Pesci, you did a Photoshop mock-up of Danny DeVito as Blade. <laughs> so that led me to think that you didn't know the difference between Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci. Oh, oh, you mean I did the wrong person? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, so either Sam thinks Joe Pesci is one of the stars of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and that <laughs> Danny DeVito was in My Cousin Vinny or something. I right? Yeah. Well, no, for, but for real, my real list. I've got Get Shorty at number three. All right. Um, I've got Romancing the Stone at two, and Twins at one. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lauren. Um, not going to be super uh, original here, but I'm going to put Hercules, the Disney movie, sure. at number three. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to put. Uh, I, I I'm sorry. I'm going to pull from the one that we just talked about here because it literally is in my top three Danny DeVito movies. It's fine. Batman Batman Returns is number two. We'll and, allow it. And uh, thank you because, like, honestly, I I, I have. It, it's so high up for me. I can't not. And number one is twins. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the because triplet apparently is in production. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Like real quick. One time I was like flipping through the channels and the, uh, the TV like synopsis of twins was a, uh, a bookish Adonis and a gnomish hellion. And that was all it said. All right. So I thought that's, that's twins. All right. <laughs> no, Michellian. Um, I do myself next, right? Yeah, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. She said. Uh, you sure. do yourself. Big Fish is number three. The Lorax is number two. And number one is Romancing the Stone. I love him in that movie. He's so funny. Um, yeah. That's my three. All right. Twitter, like I said, Andrew. is all over it. So. All right. Interesting. It's all a Twitter. What? Andrew's list. Andrew, you go after Twitter. Don't try to jump Twitter now. I'm not going to forget you. I've never gone after Twitter. You always go after yeah. Twitter. You you no, actually yelled at me because he, you said... He goes before Twitter. No. Oh, hold on. I've been sure doing this long enough yeah. to know that, that Andrew goes yeah. after Twitter because that's why I always forget. Because what happens is is that I you went and then I did Twitter. No, the reason I don't go before Twitter is because Twitter takes all the movies... That are left over. Okay. Yeah. My movies are. Andrew, always then you get to go next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Mutiny. I have number th- mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> I have number three, uh, Mars Attacks. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Number two, I have Matilda. And number one, I have Throw Mama from the Train. Sure. I love okay. him in that one. So there we go. All right. Is is it? Can I do Twitter now? Now you may do Twitter. Okay. <laughs> uh, green shirt. Cam from Green shirt says, uh, "Romancing the Stone, Death to Smoochie, L.A. Confidential." Cam from Sudden but Inevitable Podcast says, "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Space Jam, and Hercules." Uh, David R. Carey. Hmm. That's wonder- my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> says, "Twins, Batman Returns, and Throw Mama from the Train." Uh, Geek Peak, who we had on last week, Chris from Geek Peak, says, not a movie, but his favorite role is Frank in It's Always Sunny. Me too. Um, oh, yeah. I would put that above everything. It's, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect in that role. Mm-hmm. At MJ Smith 891 says, Big Fish, LA Confidential, Gattaca. Hey, MJ. Uh, uh, he's obviously one of yours. Um, yeah. He the... was on my show like a couple weeks ago. Wait, awesome. he was in Gattaca? Uh, is that what he said, Gattaca? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't remember him in Gattaca. Okay. Oh, I want to change one of mine. Oh, I forgot okay. he was in that. I'm changing the Lorax go, for the Rainmaker. I forgot he was in the Rainmaker. I love that go, movie. So Joe much. wasn't in in Gattaca. I was worried that you were going to say Jumanji: The Next Level, and <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Oh well, you don't it's, waste it's, your time. I thought it was fun. Eh, I thought it was fun. No, it's not any good. Yeah, he's not in Gattaca. You're right. <laughs> I just did a full search. He's not in it. But no, that's fine. Um, um, yeah. Neither is Joe Pesci. Neither, yeah. <laughs> Joe Fish. <laughs> uh, Santa uh, Super at Super Media Bros uh, says this is my favorite Burton Batman film. Hey, Richie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from the middle. At from the mid pod, the middle pod, uh, Hercules, Batman Returns, Matilda. And then, hey, dudes. Yeah, they're my dudes. Look, oh, my dude showed up for me today. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Was that, is that all of them? It's a lot. Uh, no one mentioned Big Fish. I mentioned Big, Big Fish. Fish is a, yeah, a good did. one. I, I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, oh. I wanted to. That's such an ensemble cast that it's like, when I think of that movie, I don't think of him. Yeah, I know. Much. Yeah, I mean, he like Danny DeVito again. He is a side character in *Romancing yeah. the Stone*. It's not a, it's not yeah. a Danny DeVito vehicle, but uh, it's not a Danny DeVito. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Danny yeah. DeVito. Mm-hmm. Well, kind <laughs> there's of the name of the, there's the name of the, uh, the podcast there, Sean. <laughs> oh my God, Danny go. DeVito. You like, got it. Shark Tank. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I oh. got you. I had a Shark Tank moment. This is completely derailing the show, but I had a Shark Tank moment today. I have this Roomba that I let loose in my classroom because the janitors don't do anything. And I thought, where is this industrial Roomba? Why Uh-oh. Why do we not see these going around hospitals and Walmarts and Targets? and you know? Because oh, people would step sense. on them and break them. No, no, no. You don't do it while they're there. You know. They they only go out at night because yeah. hospitals are known they're for like, being shut down. At night. Robotic, you know, vampires. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, you said like they only go out at night, and I was thinking like zo- zombie Roomba, and then I was like, oh, you call it a Zumba, but that's already a thing. It's already a yeah, thing. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I pick a random thing here, and I collect this. There you go. This is time for our... Um, it was quite a long one. There. That was a long yeah. clip. I didn't mean for that. What I meant to do, actually, was to click on our... Uh, I forgot to do top 10. I skipped over top 10, because apparently that's what I'm in the mood for tonight, is skipping over things. Primarily yeah. Andrew. Uh, and Twitter, or He's whatever. Used to it, though. I, guess, I mean, I swear, like, as I sit here, I feel like we always do Sam, guest, me, Twitter, Andrew. Because you wanted... Since- Ever since I got changed from being first, it's never been the same. It, it hasn't. <laughs> it's, it's just it's something different every week. And, uh, you think the guy that, that edits like the podcast would ago. know what the order is, but apparently I don't. Right. So we're gonna do this instead. Wait, what's supposed to happen? This is where we're gonna give this movie a score from zero to ten. Um, Andrew does go first. Flaws and everything, I still like the movie, and so I'm gonna give it a. I'm, Let's say 8.4 out of 10. 
Okay. 8.4. Sounds good. Lauren. Kid me would have given this a 10. Adult me would give it like an 8.4. So adult me, uh, you know, current me, like, you know, whole self, I'm going to go nine. Wow. Okay. Nine. Because I don't care. It's Batman Returns. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Sam. Music is great. Story is not. Visuals are great. Um, dialogue is, is not, in my opinion, um, I got to give it a, a 6.72 out of 10. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Sorry guys. Don't apologize. It's your opinion. Whatever, man. Okay. Um, I have, I have some butter I can put on my burn. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, it's, it's, it's middling, you know, it's, it's, it's something I would not seek out but i'd watch it if it was on so yeah all right so we did i listen to the soundtrack any day though we did the first batman uh episode 83 was the first batman that we did Mm -hmm. Um, i didn't realize it's that long ago (laughs) it doesn't feel like it was six years ago that we did it back in the last decade um uh, i gave it a 7.375 that movie wow it seems low, honestly. It does seem low. What did we watch before it? The Family, the mob movie, The Family. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just okay. that seems low for me. I don't know why. Now I didn't, yeah. Now, what did I grade it? Did I? Do you see? Yeah, uh, you gave it a, a seven point five. Okay, so now I'm gonna have to go watch it to see if see if maybe my memory. Yeah, Chad. What is, Chad gave it an eight point five, and Corny gave it an eight. So, huh. yeah, okay. 7.375. Well, based on that grading, I, I feel like I have to give this, I can't go higher than a 7.25 because yeah. I like that one better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think you're old curmudgeons. We'll never see our guest again. Lauren oh. just, no, like, just gave true. me the double all bird. Right. You're just old and crotchety. That's all this yeah. is. Yeah. No, it's fine. I had a good time watching this last night. Uh, My wife and I, we were having a good time. We were laughing at parts. It's this is a good time. I, I, you know. Here's the thing. Every time I've been on this show, and I say every time as if there's been more than two times, but the the two times, the two times that I've been on the show, it's been movies that I grew up loving that are part of like my childhood self that I can't hate. Okay. Right. Uh. Because they, they they played such a part in, you know, my family and who I am and, like, my relationship with my brother and, like, all this and the other. And it's like, I can't, I can't shit on this because it's so important to me. Sure. Right? So, next time I come on, because I will come back. Sure. <laughs> let's, let's not watch, you know, something that it let. That is so entrenched, like, in my childhood. Yeah. Um, so I can be more objective. Unless, like, I love this because my childhood. Yeah, no, that's very, very fair, and you're 100 percent right. We'll de- we'll next we'll make sure to do that next time. We'll watch something that is whatever. Because uh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> we had you on, and we did UHF, 
And, yeah, I know. Uh, and I mean, how am I going to make fun of UHF? Like, come on, people. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, which is interesting because you gave that movie the same score you gave this movie. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that tells you how much I like Batman Return. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. You uh you did. You gave it a nine. So uh no, you gave it a ten. I'm sorry, you gave it a ten. I gave it I gave UHF a nine point one. Mm. Um yeah, we'll definitely have you on for something less um part of your world. Yeah. Step outside of my oeuvre. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. Um Ooh. all right. <laughs> The clip that I played earlier, which was the long Mas- the Masters of the Universe clip, this is the part where we play the quote game. I'm not reading that quote from last week. It's too damn long. So I'm just going to say last week's quote was from a movie. Go back and listen to last week's episode. Listen to the quote. Send in a message and say, oh, I know what that insanely long quote is from. It's from such and such. Uh, I guess I should tell you. Right? Let me tell you. Uh, it yeah, because was- I didn't know. Yeah. It was from Bridget yeah. Jones' diary. That's why oh, okay. I didn't know. I've never yeah, seen it. I did. No idea. But we'll all know this one, uh, so if you know this one and you're a listener, if you're listening because of Lauren, right, which I think a lot yes. of you are, and you know this quote, which I think <laughs> most of you will, shoot me a message on Twitter uh, or Facebook or email cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Just say, hey, this is the movie that that quote is from, and send me your address, and I will mail you a sticker for free, totally for free. You get a sticker, a cheap seat review sticker. Lauren has these stickers. I do. They're on my laptop. Yeah, and uh, and I have one of her stickers right there that no one can see because it's an audio thing. Um, <laughs> this is the quote. That's not a knife. This is a knife. Or I guess it actually True. says that's not a knife. That's a knife because he's holding the Jurassic Park. That's 100% right. The T-Rex yeah. says it. So, Sean, I, I hope you're okay with this, but since I... Uh, I'm not. I'm since, really not. Since I... My vehicle is a lease. I can't have stickers on it, but I, I've been just wearing it on my own ass so that <laughs> when I walk around. That's how you just to let people know this is how I feel about the show I'm a part of. Yeah. There you go. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that's it. Oh my gosh. Do I have anything else that I possibly need to say other than Lauren, tell people that listen to our show how they can find your show? Yes. Oh gosh. Um, well, since the last time I was here, I made an official website with an actual URL. So you can go to http colon slash slash. <laughs> it's beardowlpodcast.com. So that's beer like the drink, the letter D, Al podcast.com beardalpodcast.com and uh, you can find us everywhere from there it's got links to all of our socials and all that stuff and a fun little about us page about me and my brother which I think is kind of cute and uh, keep looking at the website too because Weird Al's got a tour coming up in 2022 and I'm gonna see it more than once and I might put some recaps on there who knows oh sorry I just caught what you said Weird Al has a tour. I thought you were going on tour for a minute, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Oh, well, I mean, I'm going to from where I live to Pennsylvania. <laughs> so I'm going from Florida to Pennsylvania to see Weird Al on tour. So technically, maybe I'm going on a small tour to see Weird Al. But, man, if seriously, if I had, like, the the money and the, the time to do so, I would follow Weird Al on this tour, like, like, in a bus. I would just like follow his bus in my own little bus and just go and do it. 
But uh, the fact that I'm going to go at least twice on this forthcoming tour, it's the um, unfortunate return of the Ill, uh, ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour. Uh, I'm very excited to see it because it's all the originals and like weird, like deep cuts that he doesn't do all the time in the big flashy, like costume video shows that he usually does. And it's the best show for the tried and true weird Al fan. Um, so I'm going to recap as much of that as I can. And also, I know a lot of people who are going to see various shows on this, you know, various stops on this tour. And I'm hoping to talk to people about their show experiences because every show will be its own unique thing. So, you know, if you can't get to see a lot of it, check out the Beard Owl podcast, you know, over the course of 2022, because I guarantee that people are going to be rehashing these transcendent Weird Al experiences. Awesome. Cool. And while you're at her website, you can buy some cool merch. I'm wearing one of her yes! shirts right now. I'm wearing one of your cool merch now. Yeah. Also, awesome. got my cheap seat review shirt right now. I'm waiting for it to get real nice outside to take like some like cool, like hip model picture for you yeah that'd be awesome because <laughs> i've got a Absolutely. hat and sunglasses and everything i can look real cool but not when it's the weather is what it rained all day today sure so yeah i uh i do have to brag i'm a little i was very um uh, excited and uh just kind of um i don't know what the word is but like blown away one of our listeners wore our shirt to san diego comic-con cool yeah, that was that was super awesome. So she took some pictures there wearing wearing the cheap seat shirt. Uh, I wore mine to Target. That's awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> we lost listeners. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, especially with the bumper sticker that you've got on you and the yeah, the way they could see it on your um, bumper. Yeah, yeah. Try, I have yeah. to do what I can. All right. Um, that's it. Next week we are doing Ghostbusters two. We're doing Ghostbusters 2 next week. Uh, looking lost forward. in New York? Uh, yes. Uh, well, they are in New York, and I'm sure somebody gets lost. Rick Moranis gets lost, I think, in that movie at some point. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is Vigo. Okay. That's the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, cheapseat.com. No, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com <laughs> is our website. Uh, I'm. We are not cool like Lauren. We don't have our own. Well, technically, CheapSeatReviews.com does exist, but it it doesn't help you because kind of like a ghost town. It kind I of can, is. I can help you with that. Oh, okay. There, there are cobwebs on our I, website. Uh, yeah, I have. It's a cobweb site. Well, it's a cob- it's a cobweb site. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like a, is that like a cob salad? I don't know. Okay. Uh, at Cheap Seacast is our Twitter. Follow us there. That's where I do pretty much all of my communicating right now. Um, Facebook, CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. Like I said, sticker game. You know, you know what? Just send a thing and I'll send you stickers. It's easy as that. That's going to do it. I have nothing else to say. So on behalf of Lauren, Andrew, and Sam, this is Sean Think- saying thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Cheap Seat Reviews.